0: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, why does our Lord use the image in the Gospel reading that he does today? A lot of people don't really like it anymore. They like the image of the Good Shepherd, that Jesus is a Good Shepherd. They have no, no, people don't have a problem with that. But they'll take issue with Jesus calling us sheep. What are we, he thinks we're just sheep? Or does the church in the liturgy just call us sheep? What are we like, dumb or something? Are we we just blind? We follow blindly because we can't think on our own. We don't have any freedom of ourselves. We just kind of do what we're told, otherwise we're gonna get smacked or something like that. This is not the reason why Jesus uses the image. It's not because uh, we're somehow, it's not a degrading term is what I'm saying. He uses it because it's, a, it's an image of affection. Sheep, lambs, are signs of affection in the Bible. For example, King David had relations with another man's wife in the Old Testament. And she got pregnant and he had her husband killed so that he wasn't caught. And the prophet Nathan was sent by God to the king, and he said, you know what, there was a man, he told him a parable, there was a man who was poor, dirt poor, and he had one lamb only, and he loved that lamb with all of his care, to the point where the the lamb would share it with the morsel with him. The lamb would share in the same plate as him. He would eat from his plate. The lamb would lay in bed with him. They would, they, were, they had this affectionate relationship because he was so poor, this is all he had, was this little lamb. But then there was a rich guy who had many sheep and many lambs, but he didn't want to sacrifice any of his. So he stole the poor man's lamb And he killed that lamb so that he can feed it to his guests when they came over. What would you do to the man? And King David said, bring him to me at once, and I will have him killed immediately. And Nathan looked at the king and he said, you are the man, because he stole the man's wife. But look at what the the, the prophet Nathan does. He uses a lamb intentionally as a sign of affection, as a sign of care, as a sign of purity, as a sign of innocence. That's how Jesus looks at us. He's a good shepherd because he loves us, because he has great affection towards us. He has great feelings towards us. Even though we're not innocent, we're we're not pure, yet Jesus, he does not look and obsess over our sins. He doesn't care so much about our sins. He cares about what and who we are. He knows what we are, and he loves us for it. So why does does he use the image? Well, to show that he cares about us deeply and intimately and affectionately and to tell us what his intentions are. I came that the sheep may have life and have it abundantly. The Good Shepherd comes to give abundant life to his sheep. He doesn't kill his sheep. He doesn't eat his sheep. He doesn't feed his sheep to his rich friends. He doesn't make money off of his sheep. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Why? So that the sheep may have life in abundance. So we have to ask the question, what does that mean, life in abundance? I don't think we have a good understanding of what life means in its reality, in its true form. Today, when we say life, we're talking about, oh, go live your life. That means, essentially, go party, do whatever you want to, and then. When you have to uh, settle down, then go get married, or then go do something meaningful. But right now, just go be free, go live your life, go party, go do it whatever you want to. Live right now, because when you get married, you're gonna die, it's not gonna be fun anymore, or whatever. <laughs> responsibilities for people, the way they think about life today, responsibilities weigh down life, duties, become a drag, and a lot of people feel that way too. We have the same duties every single day, we do them over and over and over again, and sometimes it just gets old, and it just gets boring, and it just kind of ruins the mood, and we don't know why we're doing what we're doing anymore, but we just, we just feel like mechanical robots that are doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it becomes this kind of, vacuous thing, emptying thing. And people dread it. They'll do it. You know, somebody uh, spoke to me once and they said, I think I have a problem with laziness. I said, well, do you do do your work at home and at work and things like that? And he said, yes, I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I said, so uh, that's not laziness. And he said, yeah, but I don't feel like doing it. I said, well, that's a different thing. And this is what I'm talking about, life in abundance is not just doing things that we have to do because we have to do them, because it's a duty, because it's a responsibility, and that's it, take it, don't complain about it, and move on with your life, don't whine. That's not life in abundance, and that's not God's intention for us. The Good Shepherd wants to give us a better life than that. The Good Shepherd laid down his life, not so that we can begrudgingly do our daily duties, but so that we can have life in abundance, which doesn't mean just going out and partying, but it does mean freedom, I have to say. It does mean freedom. Now, people will say today, go live your life, have a great time, and then, uh, and then settle down later. And what they mean by that is, be free now, because you're going to be imprisoned in a, little, in, a, in, a, in a little bit. But that's not real freedom either. Just going out and doing whatever we want to it's not freedom. It's, that's the worst kind of slavery. We just become slaves to the passions. We just become slaves to partying and to people and to drink and to whatever, food, drugs probably, sexual things. We become enslaved by these things. That's the worst kind of slavery. We completely lose our humanity. That's not life either. Slavery is not life. But the slavery of duty and responsibility is also not really life. I mean, we have our daily chores, and when we do it in a way that we feel like we're robots doing it, like we just have to, and we do it begrudgingly, that's not really life either. So what kind of life does the Good Shepherd want to give us? What kind of life did he, down, did he, did he lay his life down for us to have? Pope Benedict, as you know, uh, died recently, and he was... In, extraordinary theologian, probably the best in the last couple hundred years, I would say. He had a saying, which I'm going to say what it is, but I'm going to explain it. The saying is this, logos precedes praxis, and that means, it can be translated as meaning is more important than practicality. Meaning is more important than practicality. The why is more important than the what. So for example, if I just apply this, washing dishes, let's say, just a daily chore, everybody's gotta do it. Mopping the floors, cleaning the windows, cleaning the bathrooms, whatever it is. Going to work, driving people to school, driving kids to school. All these small daily things that we take for granted, that we overlook, that we do every single day, that we don't pay much attention to, but that we just do kind of robotically. This is the what. Mopping the floors is the what. Taking the kids to school is the what. We have so many things that we have to do every day now that we're distracted from the why, and we don't think about the why very often. But the why is more important than the what. It's more important to know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing than the very thing that I'm doing. If I forget why I'm washing dishes and I'm just doing it every single day, it's gonna get really old and redundant and boring and I'm gonna start doing it begrudgingly and I'm gonna complain about it, then I'll probably start getting upset with people for <laughs> using the spoon just on one thing of, sh- of, of sugar and then putting it right in the sink, okay? I'm going to get really annoyed at people for just using pots and pans freely and, uh, and without responsibility and then just putting, in, putting them in there for somebody to clean. I'll start just hating the things that I'm doing. The what becomes the object of my anger and hatred because I'm not paying attention to the why, but the why precedes the what. Logos precedes praxis. Meaning is more important than practicality. Why do I wash the dishes? Because I have a family. And thank God I have a family. And thank God I have dishes. And thank God that I have something by which I can serve my family and by which I can glorify God. This one dish, Lord, is something that you have given me by which I can glorify you, by which I can be like your mother, by which I can serve my family, and through which I can love them and serve them and show them how much I care about them. Taking my kid to school or to soccer practice or anything. Thank you, Lord, that I have this child and that he enjoys sports. And that I get to take him, I get to accompany him on this journey. I have something to do with it. He'll remember it all the days of his life. And thank you, God, that you give me this opportunity by which I can glorify you. Through these small things, easy things that I'm doing, for the most part. So do you see how different that is, that approach? And what am I adding? Only what St. Paul says when he says, pray unceasingly. When our daily duties are attached to prayer, now they touch God. And when they touch God, then they are infused with infinite meaning. And they don't become this daily robotic thing that I'm doing mechanically just because I have to. No. Now it becomes, I'm doing this for God. And I'm, glor- I'm glorifying God through it. I'm serving my family. These are items that God has given me by which I can lift them up to his heavenly throne. I can die and take all these pots and pans to God and say, look what I did. The struggles of daily life are struggles, but they are the means of living life in abundance. The Good Shepherd laid down his life that we may have life in abundance. And to have life in abundance means to live a meaningful life, a life packed with meaning. And that's exactly how God wants us to live. But let's never forget the why when we're so consumed by the what? Let's never neglect the meaning behind the practical things that we're doing. But let's peel away the surface of everything that we're doing and seeing the reason why God has us doing all these things every single day so that in them we can find meaning, in them we can see that we're glorifying God, in them we can see how much we love our family, and in them we are glorified. I will end with a quote from St. Teresa of Avila that I quoted like a month ago in my homily, but it's worth doing it again. God moves among the pots and pans. Amen.